0: salutations and shit folks welcome 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 back to another episode of your favorite travel podcast travel shit where i your host d carrie have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life so we're gonna dive right the fuck in today because I'm actually very excited about this one because it is somewhat, if you will, a precursor to what is to come. So um, we are going to Montreal for boyfriend's birthday next weekend. And we're gonna drive up. So we are going to uh, drive to Canada and um, one, Well, not one, just I've never driven partial line. I went to Niagara Falls as a kid. And that is the caveat to my, I never left the country until I was an adult story because I did go to Canada as a kid. We went to Niagara Falls, probably like on a church trip. And we ended up, I want to say going all the way up to Toronto, unless we stopped someplace else, because I remember that we did get to experience part of carnival. Um, so that was like middle school, give or take, I couldn't have been older than 12. Don't think I was, uh, any younger than probably like nine or 10 or something like that. But anyway, Last time I was in Canada was in Alberta. We had a fan-fucking-tastic time. When I tell you one out of, like, top three views I've ever seen in my life, I had such, such, such a good time in Alberta and BC because we ended up driving um, over a bit to another park. I want to say it was Yoho, Yolo, Yoho National Park. I'm not... 100% certain I'm saying right but anyway so I've been to Canada but I've never been to Montreal so I live in New York and it is if you have me telling the story about 6 hours or so away so it's not too bad it's about the uh, length of the trip that we took to Vermont so we've done this kind of trip together and this is Grace's first road trip and Grace is my new car I got a um Honda HRV back in, I want to say February, and she has come with y'all her own set of troubles and hassles. I currently don't have a fucking radio. Um, That was just like another added little, and it's a new fucking car. It's a 2019. However, I did not buy it from a lot. I bought it private sale. So there is no warranty and I'm basically on my own figuring it out um but by on my own i mean i don't have a dealer behind me i don't have a honda warranty on my side but i do have my dad and i do have my godfather shout out to high grade auto in jamaica queens does all my repairs and because i am baby girl because i am princess that is never anything that I've had to worry about. So between my dad and my godfather, I've always been blessed by the car gods. They've always taken such good care of me. Um, But um, if you do go visit, tell them that I sent you high grade over in Queens. Um, However, I gotta say my dad did, I've always been a daddy's girl. So I hang out with my dad the most. That's my My dog, so anytime that he's had to make a repair to my car or he's had to change something on my car, he's always made sure that I have been there and watched and paid attention. So I know where a bunch of the fluids go in the car. If I need to put oil in the car, I know where it goes. If I need to put power steering fluid, I know where it goes. Well, actually, I don't know where it goes in this car. I've always had like older cars. Like before this, the oldest car I ever had was like a 2011. And that was like in 2020. Um, before that I had like a 2007 Ultima, I had a 2011 Hyundai, I had like a 96 Stanza, I want to say was my first car. Um, I've had like a Geo Prism, I've had, uh, I had an Ultima, I had a Sentra, oh my God, I used to love that Sentra, 96 Sentra, that shit drove so smooth, honestly, I'm gonna hold you. If I still had that car in good like condition if it drove as smoothly as it did when I had it I can't even front like I would I would be mad I used to love that car but still that to say I know um a little bit I'm not gonna say I don't know anything I'm not gonna say I don't know a lot but I know a little bit about just car maintenance. I always play the princess role. My dad asked, oh, when was the last time? I, I couldn't tell you until now when the last time I changed my oil because this bitch, it seem, it's like the car that I have now has a, like um the dash is different. at With this car, if you need to, It tells you when to change your oil, not necessarily in a different way. What I'm used to is the car just saying, hey, put more oil in the car versus it's time to change your oil. At this point, when the oil light comes on my dash, it's not you need to add oil. It just means you change your oil. That was news to me. Um, Learned that the hard way after I poured like I think I poured almost five quarts of oil in it and my dad was like that's you're wrong after he's the he's actually the one that told me to just put oil in the car and then he told me i was wrong so that almost went really bad really quick but i say all that to say grace has come with her share of fucking headaches already and this not having a radio thing is really I don't even know how much this shit's going to cost right now. So part of me wants to bring it to Honda and let them, um, diagnose it hopefully. And let me know if it's something that they can fix. I'm thinking it's more of an electrical problem because I already bought a new radio $200 later. I have a new radio in the car and my cameras work. My side view camera, my rear view camera, they work. I just have no radio, but here we are. The car rides beautifully. Everything else about the car is fine. So grand scheme, I'm happy, but I am not looking forward to putting money into fixing the radio. However, this episode is not about my car. It's about cars as a collective, if you will, and preparing oneself for a road trip. So that was my little intro to we're taking a road trip I have a new car and so it's been a little bit more exciting to pay attention to the little nuances and the little things here and there because you know new exciting new little trinkets and things to buy so I wanted to go over with you guys all the things that I go over and I confirm with my dad my uh my mechanic if you will And God bless them. Between my dad and my godfather, they could each build me a car from scratch, engine all the way up. But, um, you know, the computers and the new technological wave of things, I get being, you know, different. They learned how to, you know, fix cars and all that shit in like the 60s and the 70s. So God bless them. Their knowledge... Has always seemed infinite until computerized cars came. So um, you know, they I've been very careful to not careful, but I am so glad that I have paid attention when my dad like told me to pay attention. And I also always, I hope he doesn't edit this out because boyfriend is the one who actually edits the episodes for me. Love you, babe. Um, I also get like this, uh, this warm feeling when I figure something out on the car before he does. I've always had a car, I've had a car since I was 16. So it's, it's over 16 years of car ownership in the game. So there are just some things I know, even if I don't know them, if I watch somebody do something or if I see something, I can kind of tell if I'm doing it the right way or the wrong way. Not that I am, do- that there's only one way to do it, but I'm just oh, wait, we just changed the windshield wiper blades and God bless him. He was so cute doing it. He spent so much time out there trying different ways. And I'm looking at all these different videos and I'm trying to show him and then he's going back and he's going out and he's trying it again. And I'm like, I'm a tactical learner. I'm a tactical person. If you put something in my hands and I can play with it, chances are I'll figure it out. And I've changed windshield wiper blades before. So I know this is something that I can do. In my mind, I'm just at the point where I don't want to fuck it up to the point where now this is something else I have to pay for to fix. Also my luck, it's gonna rain fucking tomorrow and I'm really going to need them before I get them fixed if I do fuck it up. That being said, I was able to change the windshield wipers. And um, I'm a little proud of myself because it was me, Donald's daughter, that did it. So dad, if you're watching this, be fucking proud. I've been paying attention and I did a great job. So on top of changing the um, the wipers and paying attention to your windshield wipers, this episode is gonna be me going over like the list of different things that I put in place or that I confirm and check and look into before I take a road trip. And these are definitely suggestions. And I always say, if you look in a dictionary or if you Google, I know my car, a picture of my dad comes up. When I tell y'all, love him dearly. He is the, the fucked up car king. But all his shit's right. I'll give him that. He knows his car. All the lights are currently, I had to borrow his car because he brought the car to try to get the radio fixed for me. God bless him that didn't work out, but I had to drive his car over the weekend and he had to remind me, ignore all the lights on the dash. The car is fine because there are multiple lights on, on the dash. It makes multiple noises that I am unfamiliar with. And I know a host of noises that cars make. Um, at this point, certain noises, I can already discern what needs to be done on my car because I've gone through a, ton of, and I won't say ton, like, um, dozens of cars, but I've gone through, remember I've been driving for almost Jesus, almost 20 years. Um, yeah, 20 years. I've been driving for 20 years. So I've gone through easily like six cars probably. And that's just not going over all of them, Um, but one, two, three, four, yeah, at least six, Uh, yep, five or six cars, and that being said, I've learned a thing or two, so while I am not the exhaustive encyclopedia brown of it all, um, you could actually hear me out and trust that I've experienced a bit. So I'm not necessarily talking out of my ass on this one. However, I am not your mechanic and nor am I responsible for what you decide or don't decide to do with your car. So while I am suggesting certain things, always consult with someone that is actually paid and licensed to do all things car. With my car, Before I take a trip, not only do I change or at least check to make sure my windshield wipers are performing at their best, I also check my tire pressure. So I have had plenty of cars that have had slow leaks or assorted different issues with the tires and tire pressure can easily be um, ascertained, if you will, with a tire pressure gauge. It's like a little, it looks like a little pen. It's got a little round, little nozzle-ish, if you will, on one end. And there is like a, a cubed ruler that will pop out. So you put the round end on the air, the air pump thing, the little nozzle that you attach the pump to fill your tire with air. You'll put the pressure thing, needle, measurer, stick, if you will, whatever the fuck it's called. But you put it on there and it pops out at whatever the PSI, the pressure. I don't know what the PSI stands for but it's a PSI, and that's what your air pressure is measured in. But you can also sometimes have an air pressure on, um, an an air pressure gauge on a, not a converter, but like it's a, there's a name for it. But we have one of those portable battery packs that if your battery dies, you can, put the clamps on and it will let you um, jumpstart your car. So his uh, boyfriend's dad bought us, mom and dad bought us one for Christmas. One of the best gifts, if you don't have one, I highly suggest that you invest in one. So it's like a 12 by maybe three inch little box. And it is a battery pack slash air pump, air compressor, that's what the word, it's an air compressor. And it's got like a hazard light, like a flashing uh, a flashing lights um, setting. It's got like a regular flashlight setting. It does a couple of different things. It has a couple of different features, but primarily I've used it for jumping the car battery, as well as uh, putting air in my tires without having to go to the gas station. Also a pro tip, I always leave some quarters in the car just in case I don't feel like digging that out or I don't want to charge that or I just, the battery is dead or I just want, I'm at the gas station already, right? That being said, that device, that portable battery slash um, charger, so clutch, so, so, so clutch. Um, We've already had to use it a few different times, especially driving my dad car, but we've had to use it, and it has always come through. And the one that we have in particular actually holds the battery pretty well. We charged it one time before use it was sitting in the car for months. And then we, um, we jumped the car maybe four times and the battery was still at a hundred, um, tried to put air in the tires. Cause my dad need, he had a slow leak in one of his tires battery i want to say is still at 100 so that's another thing that we have to do before we leave is make sure that the compressor slash jumper thing whatever and it comes with the little attachment that depending on what feature or function you needed to perform you attach it to the um the pack and it does that for you um, but it comes with the little clamp the clamp things that you put on your battery so that you can jump the battery and highly recommend so tire pressure, we check our wipers, um, windshield wiper fluid. Last thing you wanna do is get a gross bug on there or if it starts to, um, if you're snowing winter time and it needs to de-ice, you definitely wanna have windshield wiper fluid in there so you can have all of that taken care of. Um, check stuff like your antifreeze, check stuff like power steering, uh, power steering fluid, especially if you have an older car, or if you know that you have a leak in the car that you have, you want to make sure that you are at whatever, uh, functional levels you need to be at for whatever oils and whatever, um, fluids and stuff that you personally have the uh, capacity to check and make sure that you're good on, um, mentioned oil, oil, clutch, so, so, so important. You don't want to lose an engine while you're traveling. I don't know why my um engine, or was it my engine died? Yeah, I needed a new engine my last car. I don't know if it was because the car needed to have its oil change. I don't think that was it, but um, that is one thing that can happen to your car if you don't have oil in, or the appropriate amounts of oil in your car. So, definitely want to check your oil. Um I generally ru- ride around with I think I've got a quart in the back that I don't think I need anymore now that it's accurately measured. But prior to this car, I always had like a gallon of what do you call it? Uh windshield washer fluid. I would always have like a quart or like whatever is left of a quart that wasn't used the last time I added oil to the car. I'll have that. Um, I know I had a car where I always had to keep checking my power steering fluid. Um, So you know your shit. If it's something that you know you're going to run low on or something that you think you may run low on, just throw that shit in the back. You'd rather have it and not need it than need it in a clutch and not have it. Not even that you can't access it anywhere in the States. But if it's nine o'clock and you know that's what your problem is, it really sucks to not be able to address the problem at hand because everything is closed. Amazon is not going to deliver immediately. Um, You might run uh, a good shot going to say like a Walgreens or 24-hour CVS or something that's open. But if they don't have it, then what do you do, right? So if you know that it's something that your car is going to need or something that leaks or something that um, just needs to be attended to, have it and don't need it versus needing it and not having it. Um, Headlights for the right environment. I learned the hard way that trip that we took to Vermont that headlights in the city and headlights outside of the city are two different types of headlights. So I have, well, in that car, I absolutely had city headlights. So the headlights work but they work best on roads where you have like, uh, what do you call it? Um, plenty of street lights and there's a lot of other car traffic coming and going both ways where your path is much more readily illuminated because there is so much extra light going on. However, if you are in a more rural area or if you were in an area that just doesn't necessarily have a lot of street lights, I will never forget the first time I think I drove in Atlanta mind you i was in my cousin's car and we were in um it was me and my cousin well so it's my mom's first cousin i think it's my mom's her mom is my mom's first or second cousin so we're the cousins that our parents are cousins to some extent but we're anyway both mother and daughter were my cousins. That's the point I'm getting at. So when I'm saying I was in my cousin's car, it was the mother's car. I was with her daughter who is also my cousin. I think you're following there. So my cousin and I, we went down to their house in Atlanta. So we drove down in her CLK. I don't have CLK money. We got there, parked up. And for some reason we were driving her mom's car, which was like a seven series Benz, to wherever the fuck we were going while we were out there. And then when I realized we got off the property and we got on the street and I said, oh, bitch, there are no street lights out here. Y'all have deer. I don't drive in an environment that has deer that are readily ready to pop the fuck out. Check this out. I'm gonna get us there, but I'm not getting behind this wheel again because guess what? I can't afford to fix this. So make sure that your headlights are conducive to the environment that you will be driving in. If you know that you're driving from, say, one city to another city and you're not really New York to Jersey, depending on where in Jersey you're going, but um, say you're just driving New York to Hartford or you're going you know, someplace where you know you're going to be strictly on highways and you're not going to be off on any uh, possibly less heavily trafficked road or less frequented road um also consider if you have fog lights or not thankfully my my truck has had fog lights also do i know how to work them though that's a good question i don't even know if i know how to turn the, the fog lights on unless they're running lights no i know the fog lights are the lower one i gotta look into that but that's something that you figure out beforehand how to work all of the features that you think you're going to need to use are you a cruise control kind of girl are you a um not power steering but i never liked cruise control but if that's your jam figure out how it works before you go right maybe test it out on a highway that you are familiar with so that you feel more comfortable being able to you know change between the settings and knowing that you know you know where you are you know what the road is and you're not dealing with any unnecessary, unknown conditions to kind of complicate matters any further. Um, But definitely check to make sure your headlights are for the right environment. One way that you can get better use out of the headlights that you have is by cleaning your headlights. If you've got um, those headlights that have kind of like Cause the way the plastic is designed, like at some point they're going to cloud at some point they're going to wear out, if you will. One of the things that I had invested in the last car I had before the last trip, we, what the fuck did I do? Did I, no, I don't think I replaced the head. Oh, also sometimes you can just change the light bulb. Like you can switch from, I want to say fluorescent headlights to led headlights, led headlights. To my understanding tend to be much brighter than, um, your traditional headlights. Um, Also consider cleaning your headlights. you can buy a headlight cleaning kit or whatever, and that is a little bit less expensive than actually changing, outright changing your headlights so that you have uh, clean, clear uh, plastic for the light to shine through so that you'll be able to see better. So check out your headlights, figure out what's gonna work best for you in terms of making sure that they will be bright enough to safely help you navigate whatever kind of uh, environment you'll be in. Um, Oh, another one of the things that I like to keep in the car My uncle had gifted it to me. I want to say it was like a past Christmas or something like that, but it's one of those little mallets. It's like a little hammer that you can break a window in case of emergency. Like if you ever go over a bridge or if you end up like just in a body of water and the pressure on the outside isn't matching the pressure on the inside. So you can't break the window or you can't open the door. The little hammer mallet thing is like It's designed so that if you bang it on the window, it will crack the window for you. There's also a seatbelt cutter in there. I've had to be cut out of a car before. Thankfully, not like no jaws of life, I don't think. I think I'm pretty sure they were able to just open the door, but I remember them having to cut the seatbelt to get me out of the car because they also cut my coat at the time, which was a new coat and I was sad about it, but I wasn't sad that I was alive and safe, but. I like to keep one of those in the car in a place that I can easily get to it without having to maneuver too much so that God forbid I did need to like emergency evacuate from the car. I'd be able to grab the mallet and cut myself out the seatbelt um, and also break the window should I need to get out. That's something that I always have in the car and I just keep it nearby. Other things that I tend to keep in the car for um, just in case of emergency are a blanket blanket. I keep a blanket in my trunk just like if you were to say run out of gas or if you something were to happen to your car and you got stranded on the side of the road and you needed to wait on AAA or wait on a family member or wait on a friend to come get you. If your car ain't running and it's the time of year where it's cold or even if it's summertime or springtime, it gets cold at night or if it's just cold during the day or really early in the morning. Why suffer if you don't have to? I keep like a spare, um, what, do you, uh, what do you have? Uh, like an airport blanket. You know, the really thin ones that you just take from the airplane. I keep one of those or something similar to it in my trunk. So I have a blanket in the car. I always keep an umbrella in the car. I probably have more than one umbrella on the car, in the car. I always keep like a spare set of sneakers or like flip-flops in the car. Generally a pair, I used to keep a pair of like old sneakers just in the off chance that I were going someplace doing something and I needed to either know that I needed to get my feet dirty, like walk someplace to fix something or assess something in my car. And I didn't want to get whatever shoes I had on dirty or if for some reason say my shoes got super wet and I just didn't want, I don't like wet feet. Like I hate sitting in like wet socks and wet shoes and shit like that. So if I need to get that off of my feet, then I will put on that extra pair of shoes. Ladies, if you got a linked over pair of Uggs that need to go, consider throwing them in your car for that purpose exactly. You just need to take off your heel. And also personally, I keep a pair of socks in my glove compartment, like the fuzzy socks that like you'll walk around the house in or like you'll pack for a trip, Um, you know, the fuzzy ones that don't go in shoes, right? I keep a pair of those in my glove box because I don't drive in heels. I don't drive in flip-flops. And it's funny because I, when we were about 16 or so, homegirl of mine was driving and I think it was raining but I, I will never forget she was driving and her foot got like stuck or her flip-flop got stuck under the pedal. So she couldn't brake and she ended up having like a really bad car accident. So I have never forgotten that. And in my bigly years of 20 years later, I still don't drive in heels. I also just like not wearing shoes. So if I, just feel like taking my sneakers off, I will put my driving socks on so that my feet aren't touching the gross pedals. Um, So I personally keep a pair of socks in my car specifically for driving without shoes. Um, What else did I have in here? I have, oh, also consider, (coughs) excuse me, sand possibly if that's your bag. I don't keep sand in the car. Um, but if you don't want to keep sand in the car, you can also use, uh, floor mats. If you, for example, are trying to get out of like a snowy parking spot and your car or like a money parking spot and your car tires won't get traction, you can throw down some sand or you can put your, a floor mat under the wheel so that you have some kind of, uh, surface to grab so that you can get the car out. Uh, what else? Oh, this is a really, um, never, I don't want to say inconsequential, but if the occasion occurs that you need it, you're happy that you have it bungee cords. So one day I met up with my home girl for drinks. She rode her bike down and I drove. Um, she was near home. We had met in Brooklyn. I was driving from work. So I had my car met her and I was like, "Okay, girl, I'll give you a ride home. It's late. I really don't want you to have to drive, you know, ride your bike in the dark." So, we walked the bike down to the car and we were able to make nigga it into the At the time I was driving the um Hyundai, so uh, God bless. And this is like a bicycle, bicycle for like niggas that bike ride, you know what I mean? So, it was a nice bike and I Definitely. So it was one of those really nice light ones. So I didn't want to break it. I was concerned with, you know, messing things up on the bike. And also, she had done some really sick little custom um, additions and details to it that I did not want to fuck up. So we ended up putting the back seat down. We got the bike in, but the trunk would not close over the tire. So it was just like the trunk would consistently hit the tire if it kept moving. Thankfully it was a bunch of Haitian dudes that was sitting on my car when we got to the um, car where it was parked. So I conveniently enrolled them in helping us get the the bike into the car. So it's just like, oh, so since y'all comfortable and you're here, why not help appreciate you all this muscle and we've got two pretty girls here. Come on, you're going to help. So let's get this bike in the trunk. They very graciously did. And one of them actually used the bungees from his own trunk to make sure to secure the trunk down so that it would not consistently hit on top of the bike. So it's one of those things where you hope you don't need it, but if it comes a time where it's useful, so fucking clutch. Also, God forbid you have an accident and you need to secure that bitch closed, you have a way to do it. So, um, randomly if you've got a pair of bungees that are just sitting in a closet someplace in your house throw in the trunk you never fucking know uh what else do i have in here um i don't know if i still have one in there but a spare towel for like messy shit i know every once in a while i will take my grandma's dog to the uh vet or to the groomer and she gets car sick so i will gladly throw a fucking towel on that bitch so that she don't throw up on my fucking seats um so, a towel for messes. Consider if you're going to a plant nursery. Consider if you are just going anywhere where you're getting a bunch of stuff and you don't want to mess up your own car seats. You can just throw the towel down, put the shit on top of it and drive happily. This way if there are any spills, hopefully it's not like a heavy liquid or something that'll get through the towel, but if what do you call it? Crumbs, dirt, just gross stuff on the floor, you don't necessarily want that on your seat. So, Throw down a towel that you don't care if it gets messed up. Uh, Sunglasses. I always keep a pair of sunglasses in the car, whether I especially keep a pair of sunglasses that I don't care about. Something that's not exactly fashion forward or it's got a scratch on it or just not even like your throwaway shades, but I always make sure to have a pair of sunglasses in the car just for safety reasons. It's nothing for... Need to drop down the visor because I'm not 6'2". <laughs> um, the visor doesn't always do what I want it to do in terms of blocking the sun. Also blocking the sun also still blocks part of the windshield generally for me. So I personally prefer to just have a pair of sunglasses in the car. So I keep a pair of shades in there just so that I'm always prepared should I need to guard my eyes. Another thing that I always—this uh, is one of those things where if you forget it enough times, it's one of those things that you just always consistently kick yourself over. It's a fucking easy pass. So some people leave them up in the windshield. Some people take them down and they put them in the foil. My grandfather, God bless his soul, was religiously one of those people that kept them in that foil. He took that shit to heart. You are not going to charge me for you know trips I didn't take. We're not having no accidents. So that's your call, whichever way you decide to go about business for your easy pass, make sure you have it fucking with you also because most tolls do not have attendance anymore. Most tolls do not take cash. And the last thing you want to do is have also consider if you are driving somebody else's car or if your car is registered to someone else, you may not get the tickets for the payment of the toll or whatever kind of mail they're going to send you about, um, toll costs and fees. So why have bad blood with somebody that is doing you a solid and letting you either ride their car or is insuring the car in their name for you. Um, also if you get the paper mail in the mail and you totally forget about it because it's from Virginia, Delaware, Tennessee, wherever the fuck it's from, you don't want to forget about it. And now a $2 toll is $200 and points on your license or on your registration because you got outstanding tolls and bills from other places. So don't forget your fucking easy pass. Um, depending on the weather, a snow or an ice scraper, definitely want to make sure that you have one of those in there. Also, I have one of those, um, collapsible shovels. One of the ones that the handle you pull out and you twist, um, the different tiers to make it longer or short, uh, shorter, it extends. So I love that thing and my ice scraper. I also, I'm pretty sure I have the same one. I remember I dated a cop one time. He was a little fucking crazy, but and I don't wanna say he was a bad dude, but he was a little fucking crazy. Anyway though one really useful thing he did for me was buy me this really fancy ice scraper. It's like a long metal one that extends and it's got like a nice little cushion in the middle, but it extends. So me, little arms, short person, I can't reach the complete other side of the windshield from one side of the car. But if you have an extendable ice scraper thing, it it was easier for me. It's, It's always easier for me to get the entire windshield without having to go to both sides. So Cheat code, short girls, or just people with arms that do not allow, and you don't even gotta be short for that. I'm Pretty sure you could be like 5'10", 5'11", and still maybe not be able to reach all the way across the side, depending on what kind of car you have. Get you an extendable um, ice scraper and the snow brush thing. Love it. Uh, what did I have here? I actually need to check myself if I have a spare tire. I feel like I hear something rolling around the back of the car. And if I'm hearing something roll around, probably means there's some empty space in there. So I don't know that I have a spare tire. Thankfully, I have a couple days before I leave and I can remedy that because um, I don't know what AAA is gonna do in terms of changing your tire if you don't have a tire to change. I don't know that they um, will bring a tire for you. Only because I feel like that's kind of like a liability thing where they can assist you with whatever tire you have. But then like them being responsible for having a tire to put on for you. Eh. See where I'm going, folks. It doesn't really seem like the um, it's not the wave. I really doubt that that's what they're going to be able to do for you. So it pays to make sure that you have a spare. Now, spare or not, if you are not about the AAA life or if you're not about calling somebody else to change your tire, make sure that you have all the shit that you're going to need to change your own tire or if you just call a person and not like a service, like if you call your cousin, you call your dad, you call your mom, you call your aunt, whomever to come help you change your tire. You want to at least make sure that you got all the shit you're going to need in there to change the tire. So make sure that you have the jack, make sure you have the tire iron. If you have a lock on your lug nuts, like if you have a lock on a tire lock or a wheel lock or whatever, if you've got a lock, make sure you have the key, make sure that you can get that off so that you can get your fucking tire off and get that changed. You don't want to, ha- I think that there's like an upcharge or something. I don't know, but I know that Tire locks, while serving their purpose, can also get in the way should you need to have access to being able to get your tires off. What else did I have? Um, If you do not necessarily... Now, I don't know why you... It's a kind of one or the other, I would say. There's, hmm, maybe not. So I know that in my last car, I had both the uh battery pack so that i could jump the battery myself without needing another car but i know that i also had battery cables in my car so that if for whatever reason say my uh battery charger like if the little box that you jump the car with were at were dead I'd still be able to jump the battery because I had the traditional wires that just go from one car to another car. So I did still have those. If you had them in the past, why not throw them back at the fuck in your car? Especially if you're not hurting for space in your trunk, just throw them fuck in there. Um, tie pressure gauge. I said that that might be on the battery pack. If not just having one is useful. The battery pack with the jumping cables and the air pump, uh, the jack. Oh, aux cord. Aux cord is one of those things that you probably don't need or you might need depends on your fucking car. That was one of the things that I always forgot to bring with me when I was renting a car. So if you are renting a car, don't forget to bring your car charger because I mean, at this point we're in the good Lord's 2022, you likely are just going to end up having a Bluetooth, Bluetooth in the car and you're not going to need the aux cord. But again, not all of us ride in, I don't want to say future cars, but not all of us ride with all the bells and whistles. So if you're going to take a road trip, consider how you're going to listen to your musics. I don't have a fucking radio right now. So we will just be listening. Cause granted it's not that big a deal. Although I do miss NPR. I love NPR. But while I'll miss NPR and, ooh, there's this one station that um, he found... I want to say it's the beat or something like that out here in New York where it plays like all old school shit, but like late nineties, early two thousands, old school, like my heyday, old school, like hot in here, um, splash waterfalls, um, bills, 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 um, big pimping, like that era, if you will, black street, jagged edge, usher. Yeah. Like college, like high school, high school, college, good old times, the good old times that, that station I fucking miss also. That being said, we mostly listen to podcasts, um, and shit on our phones. So, you know, the, not having the Bluetooth sucks just because of the speakers, but it's not like we can't listen to the content. The content isn't exclusive to the radio, but that being said, know how you are going to um, want to consume the content you're going to want to listen to on your trip. If you are going to connect somehow, OXCORD is an option, whether or not you got the tape deck um, situation, whether or not you have the radio transmitter thing that cha- that you tune to a certain channel and then the Bluetooth works through there, whatever it is, make sure that you look into that prior because it's always cheaper to try to maybe order it, say on Amazon or find it someplace or like to price it from like a dollar store or get it cheaper as opposed to trying to always buy it at a Walgreens. That's the one thing that I know I have purchased on site and spent more than I want to is either like an aux cord or a charger for my phone over the years. Of course, that was more so, you know, rentals in like early 2000s and stuff like that, like out of town and stuff. I specifically remember this black Honda Civic that I want to say had to be 2009 or 2008 ish kind of ever. And I was so pissed that I had to buy an aux cord because I just bought an aux cord like the week before for my own car. So remember, if you've already got the shit, bring it with you just in case you're going to need it for somebody else's car. What else? Um, oh, always, always. I know I personally have a car charger that just doesn't leave the car. Like there's a charger that just stays in the charger. So and be careful. Team um, my phone. <laughs> we stand connected. We stand together. Um don't forget if you have a speed charger in the crib that the usb port may not be um compatible with that charger i always have to remember remind boyfriend yes you can take the speed charger but realize that it's not going to work in the car depending on where you take it from the the ports don't align so mental note that make sure you're bringing the appropriate charger for all of the ports and connect to the connectors and shit that you have. Also consider if you have um, an iPhone and you are going to connect to the aux or if you're going to connect to a cord in the car in whatever capacity, if you need that toggle, if you need the adapter, the dongle or whatever, so that the ports will allow you to charge and listen to the, um, or whatever, or whatever. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That dongle, that little piece, make sure you have it. If that's something that you need also don't leave that behind. Um, so the other thing that while I'm kind of on like the music and stuff, consider downloading your maps, especially, and your podcasts and music, um, playlists, all that before you leave. The last thing you want to happen is you to drive through a dead zone and lose your directions. You don't want it. It doesn't need to be you. So if you know that you're driving from one state to another or Google Maps allows you to download an offline version. I also personally will screenshot sometimes um, a couple of parts of the directions so that if I do lose service, or if it starts recalculating or recalculating and it starts looking a little wonky because every once in a while, we all know phones act like they are in charge. They are in charge and we are not. So you don't want that. If it's avoidable, download the map offline as an offline version so that if you do lose service, you'll still be able to find your directions. And also if you would need it to pull over, you could old school it, go back to your photos and scroll to you know where you are in the, the route to see where you're gonna need to turn off or whatever. So there's no need to print out the map quest unless that's your bag and you still wanna do that, you know what I'm saying? You wanna print it out, have it on paper, do you boo? But make sure you download the, the map offline so that you'll have it. Same thing with podcasts and um, I know personally, I prefer Spotify in terms of Spotify girl in terms of music. So I try to make sure that the albums that I'm going to want to listen to in particular, I am very much so in my Alex Isley bag right now. So what I'm going to make sure happens is that my Alex Isley playlist and related artists are actually downloaded so that they are available to me offline. Last thing I want to do is be relegated to whatever the fuck songs or whatever the fuck albums that I've purchased. A lot of times I am good for purchasing music that I am not particularly interested in, but an artist that I want to support or something that is totally themed. Like I know I don't want to listen to all I want for Christmas is you on this road trip. But if I own the album and that, and I actually own the whiz is one of my, it's my favorite movie. Um, So I, as much as I love the Wiz and can absolutely listen to the, I do actually listen to the soundtrack for shits and gigs. I don't want boyfriend to have to listen to all of that should he not be interested in it. So download your shit before you leave this way. If you don't have service, you can still listen. Another thing to look into before you leave is a roadside service. I personally love AAA. I know that Geico offers it with, um, you know, there's a charge for it, but Geico will offer roadside roadside assistance. Um, there's another one that I'm trying to think of, but it's not coming to me right now, but I personally have AAA I've used AAA to, uh, fix a flat tire before I've used AAA years, years, years ago to also, um, I got locked out of my car. So she, they came and took care of that for me. So I have AAA love them down and they give you also a ton of different discounts in travel related, uh, industries. So look into discounts with hotel chains, new tires, sometimes for vacation planning and, uh, different purchases that you'll make while on a vacation. So I'd mentioned AAA in episodes in the past, highly consider getting you a AAA membership. Um, also consider apps that will offer directions or guidance in a particular area. I know while we were visiting Alberta, there are a ton of national parks and a lot of the national parks will sometimes offer an app that you basically download and it guides you through a it gives you a guided tour, but it's on your phone. So you Plug in, I guess, where you're starting, where you start someplace based on where the app is. They walk walk you through it. Some are more user-friendly than others. I remember I tried to use one that was designed for one of the parks in Canada. And unfortunately I did not download it before we left. So a lot of the features were not available at the time. And it was just, granted, there were two of us. My homegirl Chris was driving and I was trying to navigate the app, but she's moving the app is talking and I'm like, was that where we just were? And it's just like, she's driving. You know what I mean? Like she's paying attention to where we're going, but she's not necessarily paying the same kind of attention that I have the luxury of paying attention. She's making sure that we are safe in the car. So knowing whether or not the audible is in sync with something that we're seeing, hmm, not so much. So consider doing all that in advance so that you're able to enjoy all of these, um, Additions, if you will, to the fullest extent of their options. What else? Also, in terms of um, just a, remi- a reminder, if you will, get that vibe going. Know what songs are like energetic for you. Know if you need to detour to the who feeling a little sleepy or this is a really monotonous stretch of drive. It's nighttime. There's nothing going on. I am just, you know, that that night vision where it's just like, wow, this is the most boring stretch of nothing. And I can only see a hundred feet in front of me. This, like, it's easy to kind of just tune it out, if you will. So you might want to plan ahead and think of and put together a playlist of songs that are upbeat. And keep you, you know, present in the moment so that you can ensure that you have as safe a trip as possible, safe as drive as safe a drive as possible. Um, another thing I will say is that phone mounts has been a game changer. Usually I would just throw my phone in like one of the cup holders or something like that. But I recently got a phone mount for the car. Game changer. Fucking love the thing. Highly recommend. You can get them for like $20 on Amazon. Get you one. I personally prefer the one that goes into the vents of the car. Now, the only drawback to that is if you have the heat on or the AC on, that's blowing on at least part of the back of your phone. So your phone can very easily overheat. And that has happened to me uh, in the past. I, however, just don't like the idea of something on my dash. I don't like permanent stuff. Although it's supposed to be one of those things, I'm sure you can get one that like will come off and doesn't really disrupt that, but I ain't really want to fuck with it. So I just got the one that goes into the vent. Uh, another thing that is sometimes I think underestimated is the smell of your car. If you're going to be in there for an extended period of time, consider aromatherapy, consider making sure that your car smells like something that is um, stimulating or you know calming for you if if driving tends to be stressful for you. I personally hate driving. So I know that when the smell isn't too much, but it's fragrant enough that I can smell something that is like calming and like uh, grounding for me, chef's kiss, great middle ground. I personally love it. So I would suggest finding a scent that and you could buy like little essential oils. What I ended up doing was I bought these little, um, they're about the size of a quarter and they just pop into your vents and they have these little felt pads that you can put essential oils on and you will, huh, so m- little story. So Hey Fran, Hey, and I want to say Miriam Hasnea, they do, I want to say about twice a year, their embodiment collection. And it is a very sought after and thoughtfully and intentionally curated fragrance that has so many different properties for different people. But for me, it is a very grounding and centering fragrance. I, and it's quite expensive. You get a like half ounce essential oil. It's either half ounce or one ounce. I want to say it's about half ounce. It's like, yeah, it's probably like a half ounce. Cause I think the bottle that I'm looking at from over here, which is something completely different is about an ounce, but it's a tiny little bottle. Do I have one over here? I don't think so. And then there's like a spray. There's like a two ounce or like a one and a half ounce, uh, like a linen spray bottle. Be careful about keeping like uh, amber bottles and glass bottles in your car, even if it's not that hot because wintertime, that bottle broke. Thankfully, I had it, I wanna say in a pouch and all of it, it cracked, bottle broke. It was a brand new, brand spanking, never sprayed before bottle and big mad, big mad. I was so hurt, but cautionary tale, be careful of the containers that you leave in your car. Speaking of containers that you leave in your car, I personally am one of those people that leaves lotion, hand sanitizer, and chapstick in the car. Chapstick, we're getting to that time of year where you can't leave most chapsticks in the car. I would err on the side of like that liquid squeeze, like the Vaseline one or the Carmex that you have like the twist top and you squeeze it and you like, you can either put it on your finger and put it on your lip, which I don't do because hands are gross. Or you just squeeze the tube and put it on. Those, I would trust a little bit more over like your traditional, I only use Carmex, over your traditional, um, you hear it? Over these, only because these are gonna melt. And if you open it up, it's just gonna be on the cap. It's gonna be all over the place. And I already had to soft, like, wipe up one chapstick. I had like the little rollerball ones. But be careful of what you leave in your car. Um, so your chapstick can melt, your lotion can melt. It could also um, not engorge, but depending on pressure in the container outside temperature of the car temperature outside the car you don't want it to burst also be alert not alert but be mindful of the conditions of your car where it all sits and necessarily like the tint on your windows because even hand sanitizer if the sun is shining on it long enough that's alcohol in there so it can be a very combustible substance so you want to be careful about keeping certain things in your car um it's a risk you take that's when you consider what conditions you generally park under. Do you always park under the same tree? Do you park in a garage? Are you, know, you less likely to have your car sitting out in the sun, depending on what types of environments that you are frequently in? So that's something for you to consider, but I know that, because keep in mind, you can also keep a bottle of it in your glove compartment. While it can still get hot in there, you're not gonna get direct sunlight on that. Um, so that's something that I keep in there. Uh, what else do we have? Consider having a paper copy of your license and your registration and your insurance card license and insurance, um, not copy a paper copy of your license, but your registration and your insurance. I know for the longest time, I've just been walking around with the digital uh, I have Geico, so I have the Geico app. So here, this is my insurance, but I know if for whatever reason, if I needed to present my insurance to someone, I'm not giving you my card. Um, can another motorist just take a picture of like your QR code or the policy on, you know, on your phone screen? Yes. But if an officer needs to take my shit, I would much rather have my phone in my possession, especially if it is unlocked. That is not something that I'm willing to give over. Um, so having a copy of your, um, insurance and a copy of your registration, the papers that they're going to ask you for, should you get pulled over, you'd rather have that accessible So make sure you have, so that you don't have no smoke while you're driving. Um, what else did I have? Um, snacks in terms of snackage, be careful of what you leave in your car. You don't want to end up M&Ms, peanut M&Ms are probably my favorite favorite chocolate candy for the most part that you can like easily just grab from a store those shits will melt so the last thing you want is to leave a bag of m&ms or a Kit Kat or a snickers or something in your car that's going to melt it's all fun and games until it ain't fun and games anymore same thing with like ice cream or um ice cream stuff inside like i love not i love but I'm thinking about it now but like I think there's like that Snickers bar that's like the ice cream inside it's one of them things but be careful what you're leaving in the car same thing with like gummy bears um Jolly Ranchers you don't want to leave it in like the club the cup holder in your car and come back after a really great day out and find all that shit melted in the bottom or you find that you had something else inside that actually means something to you and now you've got candy or cheese if you had like beef jerky with like the cheese on the one side you know what i mean just be careful what you're leaving there same thing with like smells and stuff you don't want to leave the end of a milkshake in the car overnight and then park up and then not go anywhere or not touch the car the next day and then come back and now your car smells like rancid milk right we don't want those problems so another thing that um As a reminder, don't drink that open water bottle that has been left in the car um, or especially when it's hot outside, especially when it's hot outside. Wintertime, you're a little bit safer, but don't drink that bottle of water that's been in the hot car. Don't do it to yourself. But what I do is I do keep a bottle of water in my car in the off chance that one, I run out of um, windshield wiper fluid or if there is something on another windshield that needs to come off, sometimes you need to just rinse your hands off. So a bottle of water in the car is good for that, especially that water that you've cracked open that you know you're not gonna drink out of no more, just leave it in the door or just leave it under the seat someplace so that if you need to use it, you can. Also, if for whatever reason, it was always one of those things that I had in the back of my mind, like if my engine were to start to overheat or something, I could pour water on it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do, but I always keep a bottle of water in the car for that specific reasoning just in case somebody says, well, pour water on it to cool it off or pour water here to see if it goes wherever. For some reason, it's one of those things I know that I'm supposed to do. So I keep a bottle of water in the car, mostly for just cleaning stuff up. Uh, What else did I have? I'm also someone that keeps mad napkins and forks. When I go to like McDonald's or if I go someplace where I have to collect napkins, I always take napkins for the car. If I get delivery takeout or bring food to the house I always take the napkins out the package and put them in my purse so that I can put them in the car when I get back because you always need napkins in the car um roll of paper towels is cool box tissues is cool but napkins are always clutch because tissues aren't necessarily going to clean up every kind of mess same thing uh I keep forks in my uh glove box just because I will eat under any circumstances if I've got a snack or if I have leftover lunch from work and I'm driving home there is always traffic sometimes I sit in upwards of like two hours of traffic to get home each way um well to work and back generally my commute is about an hour and a half for the most part sometimes it's two hours uh that being said um a bitch likes to eat so I keep forks in my glove compartment so that I can easily snack. I also keep hand wipes, like antibacterial hand sanitizing wipes. Um, Just buy like a handy wipe or a sandy wipe pack or, you know, a tube, throw it in the car someplace. Always comes in clutch. Same thing with um, like baby wipes. I also keep baby wipes in the car and the off chance that I need to get something out of my eye or if I need to, you know, wipe something off of my face and a tissue that has been under the, you know, passenger seat isn't going to cut it. I like to have wipes in the car. Uh, If you're doing road trips, consider keeping a bag for your trash, like the bag that the chips and the soda and the the five-hour energy comes in. Keep the bag. This way you can put additional trash in there. Nothing gets me more frustrated than having like mad little pieces of trash to take out of the car and not having a bag to put it all in. I like to keep the car somewhat in order just so that while I'm driving, I can get to whatever it is I'm going to need with ease. Um, So I did trap, Handy Wipes. Um, Oh, if you're also traveling with alcohol, since we, um, I know one of the things that we, especially when we were staying within the States, I don't know if we'll do it when we get to, for the drive to Canada, but open bottles, especially, specifically of alcohol, travel with them in your trunk. Do not have open bottles in your car because even if you're not driving, there is always the fair assumption that you have been. So always drive with open bottles in your trunk and be sure to secure them so that they're not rolling around um, and knocking against all the stuff in your trunk. Um, I personally have an old milk crate in my car that has like a bunch of stuff that just needs to be collected so that it's not scattered all over the trunk. So all that stuff goes in the crate so that it all stays in place and it's not going to go anywhere. And I don't have any issues. Um, Oh, another thing that I have just to wrap this up. One pack a spare key, pack a spare key, pack a spare key. I am so glad that I remembered to do so because we've got like the one set of keys. Like I know I have a set of house keys. He's got, um, if he, Boyfriend generally does all the driving. So he'll have the house keys on there. So if we were forever, if we were to ever get separated, like I'd be able to get in the house. But if for some reason that one set of keys gets lost, I have a push to start. So I, we're kind of fucked if we lose that key. So I intend to throw a spare key into our luggage just because I don't believe in like leaving luggage in an unattended car if I can avoid it. Now, I'll always leave it like in the trunk. I never leave anything in the open in my car. I don't care if it is like, even like lunch bag, like, or, and by lunch bag, it's a plastic bag with Tupperware in it. I don't even like leaving that in a fashion where it looks like it might be something more than it really is. So I tend to leave that like on the seat so you can see it's an empty Tupperware container or I'll stick it under one of the seats so that it's like, ugh, that don't even look like nothing appealing. I don't leave shit out in my car. But doesn't mean that if I'm parking in a lot or if I have like luggage or bags or something in the trunk that I won't leave it there. However, um, one thing that I will never not have on me is my purse. So, Definitely, um, throw a spare key in uh, somebody's bag so that if God forbid something happens and y'all lose the keys, you can get home, you can get home and y'all don't have to break up on your trip. Right? So pack a spare key. One thing that I learned about a little over almost two years ago at this point, but one thing boyfriend taught me was if you are driving and you come across a deer, if you do find, if you find that you can't stop in enough time that you won't hit the deer, if you know you're going to hit that deer, don't slow the fuck down. That's how you die. And the deer just gets hurt. Thumb shits is solid. It's low key. Depending on how big it is, it's like hitting a fucking wall. Your best bet is to just drive the fuck through it. If you drive through it, hopefully it won't go through your windshield hopefully it'll go over the windshield the point is don't slow down don't slow down just keep driving if you have to hit it you want to hit it more so full speed i was flabbergasted but it is what it is so be sure to pay attention to those deer crossing things that's something that i thankfully have never um Encountered. I've never come like this close to hitting a deer or had a deer like run across the road in front of me or anything like that. And I hope that that doesn't ever happen, but it is something that does happen. So when they have them signs up, pay the fuck attention because why not? Um, we are sharing this world. And oh, another thing to keep in mind look into which of your cards, like your credit cards, have cash back or points that will apply to gas stations. So if you've got a BP card, fucking use it. If you've got a card that gives you two times your points back for gas and groceries, well then use that card. So just consider that it's a road trip. You're gonna be gassing up more than you would generally do during the course of a week. So definitely something to Keep in the back of your head so that if you're going to put $50 of gas on it four different times over the next week or two, at least do it in a fashion that will benefit you as much as possible. So um, that's pretty much it, I think, in terms of all the things that I wanted to kind of cover in terms of road trip readiness um, and what's beautiful about it is that because travel is so much more than vacation, this is all shit that also applies to just burrow to burrow driving. This is also shit that just applies to just having a car while you don't necessarily have to be going on a vacation to benefit from having a pair of driving socks in your glove compartment or from having a battery pack that will allow you to jump your battery. Should it die on you? You know, it, it, definitely benefits you to have these things and to have these things on top of mind anywhere that you are in your car, whether it be your car, a borrowed car or a rented car. Also consider if you don't necessarily, if you're not one of those people that likes to say, um, tell people all your business or you, you don't necessarily, not all of us are Hi, I'm not all of us are not necessarily, you know, posting not turn by turn, but like stop by stop itineraries as we're going on Instagram and stuff. One, it's not safe. Two, um, it's just not my bag, but make sure somebody knows when you should be reasonably checking in. You want to kind of, you don't want to, I don't want to say you don't want to get forgotten, but safer than sorry have someone that you know should be expecting to hear from you or to check in just to be safe. If you're not here by, you know, Thursday, it's now Thursday night and it's just like, tap, tap. Hey girl, so where are you? Is everything okay? You want to just make sure that you have somebody that you can touch base with so that they know you've gotten from point a to point b safely and that in the off chance that you do need to call somebody for assistance in terms of hey i'm out of tow miles on aaa i need another tow person and my internet is janky but i'm able to make calls or something like that you want somebody to know that they might need to answer your phone calls um so that is it for today. I hope that that was um useful and I am curious if you are not ready to fly where are you ready to drive. There is in every country there is absolutely some place that you could drive and if not necessarily get the international exploratory extravaganza that you may have really wanted you can absolutely still explore and have an extravagant time someplace that you can drive but it's easier to get there safely and getting there safely also includes taking care of your car so i hope that we are all going to be driving safely this summer and um exploring stuff that is actually accessible through road transportation as opposed to just flying and even trains. That's another thing that I want to add to the list of travel experiences. I've never taken like a traditional um I've never had a traditional railroad experience. Like I've done trains in terms of like well, I'll take a train from the airport to where I'm staying in Austria. It's so like I've been in trains in other countries, but it's always been like a long island railroad experience versus like a a proper train if you will but we'll get there all right y'all so it has been a pleasure as always see y'all next week oh and if you have any questions that you want answered on the show feel free to shoot me an email at dcarry at traveling and, and I will find the answer for you if I don't have the answer myself all right y'all bye